a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and we are broadcasting live today from Larry H. Miller Megaplex at Valley Fair Mall, uh, where you can get vaxxed today. Nomi Health's offering COVID 19 vaccines at five different Megaplex uh, theaters, uh, but we're here at Valley Fair. And best part, you don't need an appointment. Uh, they'll be here till 9 p.m. tonight. Great chance. If uh, you've been looking for that window of opportunity to get your vaccination, you can come in and do that today. Uh, we're going to continue some crucial conversations uh, with Representative uh, Carrie Ann Lisenby. Uh, Representative Lisenby has uh, sponsored a bill, House Bill 411, uh, which is aptly named. Uh, but it it really is focused on uh, making sure we are really clear in terms of what the government can collect in terms of personal data uh, and how that moves forward, uh, always an area of concern. Uh, Representative Lisenby, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Boyd. It's good to be here. Uh, so, so tell us just a little bit uh, about the, the bill itself in terms of that transparency in sharing information. So that bill, HB 411, was intended to strengthen and broaden the personal data privacy provisions that I passed in HB 183 in the 2020 general session. Um, it, It required data collecting entities or agencies in Utah to only disclose data they collected if it was used for the purpose it was collected for. And if the entity had informed the individual in writing that their info may be disclosed and the individual had the opportunity to opt out, and then there were some exceptions and penalties in the bill also. Yeah, and, and so important. I think that's such a, uh, a critical component that we often don't think about. A lot of times, especially when we're filling out government forms, it's easy to just, you know, kind of rattle through. <laughs> You're trying to get through that document as fast as you can. Uh, but we've got to have that balance between uh, privacy and public record. Uh, how, do we, how do we maintain that balance? It's a great question, and I think it's an increasingly important question. People are concerned about data privacy. Now, historically, the data transfers and large sets of digital data were not the targets they are now. But hackers, um, you know, people creating false identities or obtaining lines of credit on other people's financial information, large-scale data breaches, uh, news outlets have highlighted some in Utah in recent years, and some of the best protected institutions in our country have have experienced these breaches. And so it is important that not only that we inform Utah residents that their data is being shared by every agency basically in the state and also multiple entities that are private that they share their data with, but also to allow them the opportunity to consent to the transference of their data and to opt out. 
Yeah, and I think that's so important that we all think of it. This is one of those, I don't think about this nearly enough, uh, because I am one of those, if, if you give me a form, I just want to get through it and get done and get on to the next thing. Uh, but a lot of times there are those little things where, okay, if this if this data is being used for this specific purpose, that's great. Uh, but if it suddenly is shared for all kinds of other purposes, uh, that's where we often run into trouble. Exactly. And I think often, you know, we read the forms and they say, oh, this this information that you share will be aggregated or de-identified. Um, but none of those processes are 100% reliable. They do not protect our data. No data is 100% secure. And so I think to engender that trust that we need between the government and the residents of Utah, we have to act in this area. Yeah, that balance is, is vital. So under under your bill, under this piece of legislation, what pieces of information can the government uh, still collect? And then what is there where you have to have a, a specific consent? So there were protections um, in the bill for law enforcement purposes. Uh, and law enforcement historically in Utah hasn't actually done a, a hasn't collected large-scale data and stored large-scale data sets and shared between jurisdictions, but there are actually conversations on Capitol Hill that I've been involved with over the past month where we are starting to talk about that um, multi-agency and across-state agency um, and jurisdiction sharing of data. And so it's important that we um, make sure that individuals are protected in that area also. Some of the other exceptions in the bill were when information is aggregated, that um, it was an exception in the bill to the protections that the bill allowed. Um, But I I do think that we really need to dig deeper. Francis Gibson, Representative Gibson, ran HB 243 in this uh, 2021 session that created the Personal Privacy, Privacy Oversight Commission and the Government Operations Privacy Officer. Um, I don't know if you were aware of that bill, but that he started out with a bill more similar to HB 411, which unfortunately was drafted late in the session. Um, but as he went through the process, that bill um, changed quite a bit. But it's still a good bill and still um, will, coupled with other legislation that I plan to run in the future and that others have and will run, I think it will provide some important protections for Utah residents. Yeah, that's absolutely vital. And uh, that was going to be my, my last question for you was uh, was the outlook for that in terms of your colleagues. We know you were in special session yesterday uh, dealing with a host of other things. But as you look forward to the next legislative session, uh, what's the response been from your colleagues in terms of this, this area of privacy? I, I think it is an of interest to all of of the legislators that I've spoken with. And what's interesting is within minutes of going live during the 2021 session, HB 411 really was um, probably the most talked about bill within that 24 hours before I calmed everybody down and said, look, I understand we haven't had these conversations and we need to, and I'm planning on bringing it back in the future. It was, like I said, it was drafted late. Um, but I was inundated. And so that just, um, I think, highlights the valid concern that our data is everywhere and it's vulnerable. Um, and so I have gathered and, and will continue to gather interested stakeholders to discuss this in the interim. 
Uh, and, and if there's one thing, all of our listeners, uh, th- this is uh, really important work by Representative Lizenby. Uh, and I just want to reiterate uh, what she said at the end there, that our data is everywhere and it is vulnerable. And we need to be uh, aware of all of these things, the transparency, the sharing of, of data that we use in a host of different places uh, matters and it can impact all of us. Uh, very, very rapidly. Uh, Representative Lisenby, we appreciate your work on this uh, really critical issue and appreciate you joining us on Inside Sources today. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Uh, we're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the shortage of child care and some of the things that are inhibiting the expansion uh, of that. And you will not be surprised. A lot of it has to do with government regulation. Johnny Anderson from ABC Great Beginnings joins us coming up next. Stay with us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.